Hey haters, welcome to Jackson Transplants, the welcome committee for transplants. Jacksonians welcome, but not necessary. In this episode, I chat with Jessica Simeon Lofton, entrepreneur and digital career from Jackson by way of Baton Rouge. Thank you for agreeing to this very bootleg interview. <laughs> oh, listen, I've been trying to get on the transplant podcast forever, so <laughs> this, is, this is an honor and privilege. <laughs> well, let's just um, start from the beginning by way of Baton Rouge. What does that mean? Okay, so that was my way of like getting in the door to be on the podcast. <laughs> So, technically speaking, I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. And my parents moved, well, they were living in Baton Rouge, but I just, they had me at Lafayette Women's Hospital. My dad is from Baton Rouge, um, and he lived there most of his life. And so, when he and my mother got married, they, he, you know, went back and they had me, and I spent like my first three years there, I think. I don't know. But I like to tell people I'm really from Baton Rouge, <laughs> even though I've grown up um, in Jackson. And Jackson is where I consider it to be home. Okay. So I know you from the blogging world. If you mm-hmm. can, tell me all that you do. I hope we have time <laughs> in the podcast. You know what? My plate is not as fat as it used to be back then. Um, so, okay. So I. And the chief creative officer and partner at Red Square Co. And we're a communications design company based in Jackson in the Midtown um, neighborhood. So we do everything from video production to marketing strategy, social media management. Um, and that's my quote unquote real job. Um, additionally, we have a nonprofit arm a creative academy called Fleet. And through it, we teach entrepreneurs, aspiring creatives, um, just whoever wants to learn about how to um, kind of do what we do, but apply it to whatever they're doing. So if, you know, if they want to know the basics of photography or how to um, market their business on social media, how to figure out who their audience are, we do that through Fleet. So it's kind of our way of giving back. And then last but not least... I am a blogger. I guess, you know, blogging is kind of becoming like a thing of the past. You know, it's so interesting. People still ask me about starting blogs. I'm like, are you sure (laughs) you want to start a blog? Do you want to be a blogger? Do you want to start a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, because it's all like meshed now. Well, I mean, people still have them and they still write, but I just. I don't know. I feel like, are people reading anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think people read anymore. So, I like, I I still blog 
I, you know, I went away for a year or two and I came back. I've been through um, uh, <laughs> several different evolutions uh, in my blogging career. Um, but now I just really do it for fun. Yeah. And I think um, that's what makes it worthwhile for me. Ironically, though, I've been reached out uh, reached out to by brands through social media. So I think what's happening is blogging is now taking the form of captions. <laughs> <laughs> and so people are like writing what could be a blog post within their captions. That like, is true. You know? And I don't read it. So for anybody who <laughs> puts five paragraphs on Instagram, I'm not reading it. Yes. And you know what? I read them sometimes and I'm even guilty of like the one. Really? Um, every now I've done it a couple times, but yeah, so I've just been playing around with it because I was actually thinking about it yesterday. Like, do people even read blogs anymore? Well, you know, um, I I still, I use my blogs kind of like as like writing samples now mm-hmm. to get work to freelance. And also I, I still feel like I want to be some type of writer. I don't know what, and that's why I still blog. Right. See, that's the thing. I still think they have a place. Yeah. But if you have not like established yourself within the blogging world already, I think it might be too late. Yeah. So luckily well, for me and you, we already kind of established ourselves in the area. So, you know, it's okay if we write, people might, you know, read it or not, but they at least know that they will, you know, what we do. Well, so sorry for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I this this is really going to be one of the best episodes, and let me tell you why. <laughs> this should have happened okay. early on. Um, <laughs> Jessica is notorious for being in the comments, I think primarily on Instagram, when she's <laughs> like, okay, so is he a transplant? How does this transplant work? Right, I need so, to know the qualification. <laughs> well, I just go by the dictionary, which is to be, like, just basically relocate. So that's, like, my definition. And I guess that's the definition I use because technically for some people, they might be saying, okay, girl, you're not a transplant anymore. And I think I will forever oh, consider yeah, myself a transplant. A time frame. Yeah, and you see, there's no time associated with, like, any official definitions. But... I wanted to talk to you about it and see if we can come up with a definition, but it may not apply to me, <laughs> but we'll see. Okay. So, so what's your definition? Because technically you are a transplant. Yeah, technically I am. I think in order to be a transplant, you, you should have moved to a place, um, at least by like, High, like high school and up. Like if you were there with like me, I've been in Jackson pretty much my whole life. I'm not a transplant for real, but technically I am because I wasn't born here. So I would say if in young, like teenage and up, if you relocated within that time frame, then you could be considered a transplant. So I have a question. But it has a, it has a cap. Like after... 10 years you're not transplant no let me ask you a question you're not a a transplant anymore I I have a good question so in my husband's case he moved out here for high school he finished high school out here he did two years of high school at Lanier then he left for college and then he came back like after I want to say like seven or eight years Mm. would he be a transplant 
or will he be a local? Because technically speaking, if you add the years up, I've actually been in Jackson longer than he has. Longer than I didn't know that he wasn't from here. Yeah, so he's originally from Houston, but because he was bad, he got shipped to Jackson for two years. <laughs> hey, husband. Okay, I didn't know he was from Houston. <laughs> and then he left. Like I said, he went to he went to some school in Alabama, and then he transferred to Southern in Baton Rouge, and then like I said, after some time, then he came back. So I think he might have come back in like. I don't know, like 2008 or 7 or something like that. Oh, yeah. You're more of a local than he is. I mean, I You am. know, another thing that you should consider, um, if if you don't go back to your hometown and visit, you're technically not a transplant oh. because <laughs> like, you go to New Orleans all the time. Well, I still think I need to go more often. I need to go, like, monthly. I don't go... That much, really. I'm glad I went for Mardi Gras with all this yeah. that's going on because I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to go home. <laughs> but uh, safe. yeah, safe. but yeah, if you don't visit like your hometown, then you're a local of wherever you live, unless it's like impossible for you to visit. So, like, what what other criteria? Because then the question is. Okay, if I'm a local, what does being a local mean? Because I still <laughs> don't consider Jackson a home. I consider it a place I reside. Like, I grew up as an adult here, but it's not my home. So then, like, it is, it is not my home. Let me tell you why it's not it's my home. It's your family. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, okay, well, that's a good question. What makes you a local? Yeah, well, you know where everything is, you're a local. I, and I know you know where everything is. Well, kind of, yes. I mean, because I went to Jackson State, so I am very familiar and comfortable with South and West Jackson. Really, I didn't know about Bell Haven and Fondren until like two or three years in <laughs> of being in Jackson. Yeah, because you know, we just. And see, I don't know much about South Jackson. My husband lived there for a while, so he, he still, like, shows me all the secret roads and how to get places. Man, there's some, like, nice big houses in South Jackson, too. I know. Like, people don't even know. But, um, so, let's see. Well, the reason, let me tell you why the reason why it's not home. Because when I'm on the way to what I consider home, I feel like a wait list like there's a joy that fills yeah. me and that's a feeling I get like even if I'm down there like for a day like it's like a total like like I said it's a different change in feeling I feel like if I'm coming back from out of town to Jackson I might be happy to be back in my bed because I've been traveling all day because yeah, I can't get a direct flight feel. anywhere but I don't have the feeling though that's good, actually. I never thought about that, and I know the exact feeling you're talking about. But see, in my case, <laughs> I don't have it <laughs> here. <laughs> I felt like that. I do feel like that when I'm in Louisiana, and I could be in Baton Rouge or New Orleans, wherever I'm at. I do feel like Louisiana is really home. I do feel a connection there because even though I didn't grow up there, um, you know, we visit it frequently. Like I yeah. said, my, it's one side of my family. The, the entire side is there. So, yeah, and I then it's like feel a connection. Yeah, and then it's like family, which technically speaking, I do have family here because Achilles mm-hmm. has his dad's side here. 
but it's not you know like I'm married in a family and it's not like family family yeah yeah that sounds yeah. terrible but it is the truth like you know it's like um you know it's like old times when I'm with my family I can be my complete self and I don't you know I don't have to worry about offending anybody because I don't eat spaghetti and catfish <laughs> get that feeling when I'm in Miami too. That's why I was like, oh, I can't rely on this feeling because I, I swear whenever I've gone to Miami, I have always felt like it's where I was supposed to be. Oh. It, it just feels like home. So then it's a feeling. Okay, so there's feeling, then there's years. What about people? <laughs> because technically, like, my childhood friends are there. My family is there. The food, I'm more likely to eat more things there. So I don't know. Like, we need help with our criteria for. Yeah, so people should comment. Okay. And, and, and explain what the definition of transplant is and why. Because I think now that, now that you, like, get more into the details, Maybe you aren't a local. But I pay for uh, my plate, and I'm honest about it. Because there's people who've been here as long as me, longer than me, and they're still getting taxed from their hometowns from 20 years ago. Oh, wait. You you have a, you have a Mississippi tag? Yeah. I, I oh, have. You're local. You're not a train. Let me tell you what happened. So when I got another car, I'm like, okay. I didn't realize it was like a timestamp when you want to get a tag and like, paperwork and stuff out of town so i was like oh it's just easier to go ahead and just get it here and then i found out how expensive it was every month and i've regretted that decision like every time i have to get a new plate because oh, my plate has always been expensive but my car is old so i don't have to pay a lot anymore <laughs> <laughs> the only time my, my tag was like eight hundred dollars really the only time it was cheap was when I stayed in Ridgeland when I was in Madison mm-hmm. County and I really wish I would have renewed my tag before I relocated <laughs> back to I know I know and then that way you can just keep doing it they don't need to ask <laughs> well I don't know like the jury is still out for most people they say oh like I talk like I just got here so but most people are like how long you been here I'm like since 2003 and they're like uh uh-uh, uh they don't count <laughs> but uh <laughs> You have you have gone outside the window, <laughs> but I just started working on it. Interestingly, like the last few years is my first time working on trying to be more of a local. But you know what? Because you created this podcast, you are like the expert and go-to person for transplants in Jackson. So even though you're a local, you still like are the resource. So you get to kind of be both. Well, and it's definitely helped me learn about more things and pay attention because people do inbox me, asking questions, and I don't even know how I've been surviving this long without knowing <laughs> certain things. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, this is the thing. It's so cool. It's so cool. Okay. So, um, interestingly, and I don't know if it's bad luck, the time I was uh, to be on the panel for Fleet, then this happens. I know, <laughs> and that sold out in like three days. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Maybe it's because Melvin was also on the panel, not really because of me. <laughs> I mean, we were all shocked at because it, it, it usually like whenever we do events or um, like you know like have little things like that, it's people we know. 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know this person. I know this person. I'm not just surprised to see them on the list. But like for y'all's workshop, I didn't know anybody. Oh, wow. I knew maybe two names on the list. And I was like, this is so good. And I was so like kind of bummed out that we didn't get to do it. But you know, we'll get we'll get to do it later. But yeah. I just really hate that because I'm like, I hope all those people you know, reserve a ticket again. Yeah, because I did get a few questions about it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's likely that will be postponed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to do it, because I think podcasting is such a hot topic right now. It has been for several years, but now because, um, you know, it's easier to get one done versus, you know, how it was when it first uh, lunch and people are just really interested in it now because everybody has something to say right right and we all should not be giving the mic I don't know how I got here but <laughs> but you oh, know no, what you are made for this interestingly I still would prefer like blogging over this really yeah I don't know I just like to write and I like to read and like I said I know I'm like among the few people who probably still read other blogs and even like during this time I've been reading a lot of books I shouldn't have because I got other stuff to do but I have <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay so I guess we'll go ahead and talk about just give some people some advice a different type of advice a lot of people are working from home now technically you've always kind of worked from home right <laughs> Yeah, for the since two thousand and fourteen ish. Okay, so like, how do you do? Because I will, I I would say that I've never been good at working from home. I used to before co working was a thing in Jackson. I used to go to libraries a lot, and mm -hmm. because they have like limited hours, then I would go to coffee shops a lot and spend a lot of money. Because of course, I would like buy a latte and cookie every time I went so that's expensive I know so, and then you feel guilty if you don't buy it yeah you don't yeah you have to so you can use their internet <laughs> so then co-working was perfect for me and I've been doing that probably about four years I think so yeah like working from home how what's some advice you can give to people who are listening to this podcast and stuff working probably you know what <laughs> right. I, I, let me say this first like I enjoy working from home um, I enjoy working anywhere besides the office like I could do coffee shop I could do co-working space you know I could be in McDonald's using their internet I just don't <laughs> like the office it's something about it that makes me feel trapped mm -hmm. and stuck you know I'm in this same little space when I'm at home um I don't have any distractions, you know, for the most part. Like, if the boys are at daycare, I don't have any distractions. So, I like to, my number one advice is, the earlier you start, the better. Because, like, if you're at home and you like, oh, I'm going to sleep in a little later, I'll start on this around, you know, this time, or I'll cook breakfast and you like never really get to the work yeah <laughs> so like starting early is better and also like not being in your bed or on the couch like sitting at the table okay. and you know like making a you know like for me we don't have a desk at home so i sit at like the table i have a computer there i got my music playing and i'll have like my notepad or whatever and that really kind of gives me in the the zone of like being at work i also like national light you know 
And just, you know, being at the table, I think when we stay in bed or when we, you know, do something else different in the morning that we wouldn't normally do if mm-hmm. we were going to an office, I think that's when we, like, decrease our chances of being productive. Yeah. I know one thing I love is I love to have a planner, a physical planner, very old school mm-hmm. for some of you. And I like the kind that has kind of the hourly thing. And mm-hmm. really, if you can kind of outline your schedule by the week, maybe if you do it on Sunday or if you do it every night, outlining what you have to do for the day, that could be helpful. Oh, yeah. um, I, unfortunately, like I, um, with my last job, I did. I tried to work from home for a few days while I had a sick toddler. I was on um, phone calls. I felt like all day. And then I had mm. to spend free time trying to get work done. And then at nighttime trying to catch up on work. So sometimes people are excited to work from home, but really it, it ends up being more work <laughs> sometimes for you. Yeah. Because like yeah. I said, if you're, if you're in meetings all day, then you still have to do your work. It could be quite the low. Or because you're at home, the assumption is that you can take on more work. I'm not sure why that's the assumption, but I know for some people it's not as easy. I think if you have like a project-based job, that's cool. But for other people, you know, um, my mom yeah. works for the Department of Revenue. She still has to take phone calls from like, oh, yeah, I from like, and I, and I guess that it, that that's something I didn't really consider the nature of. Your, yeah, it depends. Job. Yeah, yeah. And for you know, for the most part, I don't have to have human interaction, so that's which is always good. <laughs> but now that you you said that, my sister, she is. Like, not feeling it because she, you know, people are calling her back to back. Yeah. So, that could, that would suck. And it makes some employers paranoid. They want to know your every single move. They're watching your mouse probably remotely. They keep calling you and messaging you and they demand a response. (laughs) Like, right there. Really, if anything, you know, we're concerned about the production levels of employees, but really, employers need to learn how to let people do their jobs from home. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. People never talk about that. It's always with the employee. Oh, of course. Right. Of course. And if y'all can't say it, I will say it for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That would be a good blog post. Somebody that, like, work, you know, writes about business and stuff. Well, you know. It's not micromanaging from the house. Right, right. Because, yeah. It's a thing. Another thing is people have been trying to decide what they should do. If this should be a moment for a production productivity or if this is some time where you you know you might not ever get this much downtime for some jobs like what should should you be doing and for me this is a very hard question and I would imagine it's hard for you because we are people who are always doing stuff and it's like every single idea we have we got to implement it it's like we can't ever wait we can't ever forget a tech we can't ever finish one thing before starting another thing so for me yeah for me I'm like this is very well. It could be the time where you start your business, start your hobby, do something, be productive. Like, that's the type of person I am. I am, you know, of course, I think you should spend time with family like me and my husband and my kid that I denied earlier in the episode. <laughs> We've been taking family walks and that's been really good and seeing all the people in the neighborhood, just getting fresh air. So that's one good thing. But um, and that's something we used to do like a long time ago that we hadn't done in a while. So I was driving down um, Reesville Road and I was like, 
it is so nice to see people walking their dogs and yeah. out with their kids on bikes. And it just kind of made me sad a little bit. Like, how did we manage to lose that? And and that's really the, the thing about it. I hate to paint it as, you know, this is really challenging for a lot of people people who you know work in service-based industries or any industry really if they're closing your business um or your employer so this is hard you know for small business owners I understand that but the upside is that we spend so much time at work and focused on money and production and I think this has forced a lot of people to reconsider you know how they're living their lives too so it's very hard yeah, because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, be productive. You might never, ever get the chance to be productive again. But on the other hand, I'm like, yes, if you can get away with it, <laughs> binge Netflix. Binge, you know, right. Read right. books uh-huh. if you can, you know. For me, I, I agree. Like, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, like you said, I mean, we always have ideas. So I've been trying to, like, use this time to kind of work on the stuff that normally gets put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know, if I'm having to go to the office every day, I obviously don't have as much time to write or film video content or edit. So, when I am working, I'm doing those things because our business has slowed down a lot because everything is pretty much on hold. Yeah. So, we don't have a lot of work that we're doing right now anyway. So, I kind of have that luxury to either... <laughs> work on my passion or not do anything yeah and I've been kind of doing both like I took last week I pretty much I didn't really do anything last week yeah um just because I think I was processing it and then it's like I I think it's almost a little unreasonable or I'm gonna say unreasonable unrealistic to be super productive right now because on top of you know work or you know, ideas that we have, there is still, like, you know, the coronavirus, and, you know, we're thinking about our health, and, yeah. like, you know, what if we get on a lockdown, are we going to be able to leave, what, you know, should we be prepared, so I think, like, for me, it's hard to focus sometimes yeah. to even be productive, and that's when I'll just be like, you know what, I'm that's fine. I'm on YouTube to watch. Yeah. Well, but I've been at least trying to like get ahead. So I know what blog posts I'm going to write in April and I'm going ahead and writing as much of it as I can and, you know, take like doing the, the stuff I normally procrastinate on. Yeah. Well, speaking of, how are you coping with everything? Um, you know what? I, I have up and down moments. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I've been very, like, upbeat and optimistic because, I, like you said, I think this is a great time to, you know, really evaluate, like, how am I living? Like, you know, what what am I, what boundaries do I need to put in place to, if I'm enjoying this time with my family, maybe I need to consider that going forward. Um, so, I've been really optimistic about the changes that I want to make in life. I feel like this was the the great pause that I needed to really get that confidence and like, yeah, I I was right about the way I was doing it in the past being wrong. Like, I was right because this proves it. Yeah. And, you know, just being able to use what we're getting now for the future. Uh, but, you know, like, I had those damn moments too. Like, I coughed like three times. <laughs> um, I'm trying to like not do it loudly. But, you know, just kind of stressed about 
of your health because of, you know, it's these reports on the news, it's very vague. Yeah. You know, no, they're not giving specific ages. They're not talking about these underlying conditions. So, you know, it leaves a lot to the imagination, to say the least. And, yeah. like, my baby, he just recovered from the flu, and I have a cough, and, you know, I'm... I'm not feeling my best, so I'm monitoring everything that I do. And it's kind of stressful, I'm not going to lie. But I have to keep, you know, thinking positive, like, you know, praying and just trusting God that while I will see him one day, <laughs> and hopefully will not be anytime soon. <laughs> you know, interestingly, when all of this started and it was like the first talk of us having to probably practice social distancing and shut stuff down I was actually like at Mantle working it was a few of us in there and I was feeling so bad but it was because of allergies and I'm like I literally cannot be in here sneezing or anything because I'm gonna really freak people out so I went ahead to MEA just to get like some medication get a shot so I can survive and start feeling better but you know for me like I feel like every few months I'm dealing with something is usually around allergies and sinuses and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Anyway, but, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, who have suffered with some level of anxiety and depression, a lot of us are noticing that we're handling this a little bit better. It's like sometimes when you've dealt with some so many challenges, like for me, it's like I understand what's going on, but I'm also not processing it at the same time because I'm like, really, I was at a point where I'm like, I really cannot handle anything else. (laughs) going wrong and I'm just really not going to deal with it like this so for me I I talked to you guys about it several times I think before my practice is to get up to pray to meditate and talk about what I'm grateful for like that's the thing I try to do every morning and every evening anyway I had been doing that for a little while prior to this happening and this is really yeah this is really the best time for you to do that because when I come out of that in the morning, like, I really just, I feel good. I feel better. And when I do it at night, it kind of really, it puts me to sleep, really. It's hard to do anything after I do meditation. Um, so I try to do it right before bed, try to predict where I'm going to go to sleep. Um, another thing I did is, and I made this this decision years ago, is I do not watch the news regularly. Mm. almost not at all so I made like I said I made that decision years ago I used to be a person who had to watch in the morning when I was getting ready for work I used to read it during throughout the day then I had to catch it either when I got home and if I didn't catch it when I got home I had to see it at 10 and really with seeing those first few minutes of it being like murder and robbery and everything else that's wrong in the world it can't help but make you feel sad and depressed all the time so that's (laughs) why I cut the news out and I always tell people and it sounds really ignorant to some people but I always tell people if something is important I'm going to see it and the reason why I'm going to see it is because everybody shares news all the time like the bulk of the people on Facebook friends with Twitter friends with and now you even see like the CDC has paid for ads on social media so you can't open up Spotify you can't open up Instagram you can't open up anything without seeing like a message from not only the CDC but the census too so I'm like if it's important enough like I'm gonna come across it and if I don't come across it my family's probably gonna call me about something you know because sometimes they know about the news faster here you know depending on what it is Mm -hmm. another thing I've done is that the Facebook page I have now is my second Facebook page I got tired of seeing bullshit on my page and I deleted that page and I re-add the people I wanted to see. 
Um, some people have a lot of conspiracy theories, theories or they're oh, yeah. very negative <laughs> right now, or it just might be annoying. Like, I've unsubscribed from those people. Like, you don't have to delete them. You don't have to block them. They won't know if you unsubscribe from those posts. So even when I open up my Facebook, like I said, I've checked social media. I'm checking it less these days because I'm just getting tired of seeing it. Because, I'm like, I've told people I don't need a blow-by-blow update every single hour, every single day. Like, it's not... It is changing. You know, you are hearing about more cases and more deaths, but that's not the type of news. Like, the news I want to hear is when this is going to be over, really. Right. <laughs> or if um, something happened, yeah, working against get tests, but that's it. Huh? I'm the news junkie, so it's hard for me to not watch the news. Listen. But I, I started to turn it off, like, when I go to bed, because I'm the, I'm the person that watches CNN all day, and even in, I leave it on in my sleep. Like, I could watch it all day. And so I would wake up in the middle of the night, like around three, and I would see it, and I'd just start panicking. And I see, like, I gotta at least turn it off. <laughs> see, and, and yeah, and like you can like pick a day, you know, pick a time of the day when you see it. Maybe like midday would be better because you really don't want to start off your morning anxious, and you really don't want to go to bed like that either. So like right, you, right. you know, you can pick. And like I said, you know, everybody doesn't have to do what I have to do, but I've been faring better because of it. You know, I already was not like working with people really <laughs> like, and I was working, focusing on my dissertation and all the other things I do. So for me, like the transition to not really going out more was already what my life is anyway right now. And then, like I oh, said, yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with it because I'm a homebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't really going because, like, I have my own priorities. My defense was supposed to be on Monday, so that didn't happen. And even like with that being pushed back down the line, like I'm totally fine with that. Like having the extra time, I end up trashing a big portion—not a big portion, but there was a substantial portion of my dissertation. I was like, "This is trash. I'm gonna rewrite this." So I was okay with having like the extra time, you know, and not defending um, on Monday. Like, and I still believe I'm gonna do it this semester. Like, I'm not torn up about any plans. If anything, it's just constantly thinking about the economy and how it's gonna hurt people. I know who don't have like those super stable incomes and jobs, like that's the thing that bothers me the most or even like how it's gonna it's affecting really everybody like you're not gonna come out untouched even the people who are rich and wealthy everybody's gonna be affected by this so but that's really what i've been doing and i would you know like i said i i saw a friend's post and she was just saying like it's so much negativity on facebook and i was like you know when people say that and say that social media makes but them depressed. The <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm like, it's literally, it's like your account is your page. You do not have to see anything you don't want to see. You don't have to be Facebook friends with anyone you don't want to be. For me, I am very selective of my friends. Sometimes it's a little weird and annoying. Like <laughs> when I have my professors as friends, but I was like, hey, if you ask a friend of me, you might see foolishness and just. Wonder how I'm even a PhD student, but that's on you because <laughs> you shouldn't have friended me. <laughs> but right, so um, but yeah, you're literally in control, and I never thought like for me, a lot of my social media is people I think who are funny, people who I aspire to be like, people I can learn from. 
So that's most of my social media. So when people are always talking about like drama, I'm like, what is this drama y'all talking about? And I thought about, I'm like, well, everybody doesn't use social media the same way, especially my Twitter and Instagram. Like Facebook, I'm a little bit more flexible on who I accept as friends, but like Instagram and like Twitter is only people I want to see. That's it. And I've, I've been trying to clean up my list on Instagram because it's just a, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Well, I'm sure you're like me and you have multiple accounts. Like I use my other account. Like sometimes I use like the Gumbo account for like business stuff that I don't want to see mm-hmm. regularly, but I still want to keep abreast of. So I'll just follow it from another account that's not like my personal account. But um, yeah, like we Do you have... log into all your accounts every day because I have several that I run, I run or manage or whatever. But I never log. I always just stay in my personal one. <laughs> yeah, I have all of them linked. But like I said, I may or may not go back. Sometimes I can see like the alert and the message and just not feel like checking it. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not anything like any disrespect towards anyone but like for my own mental protection like it just does not help for me to be panicked and anxious with my two-year-old here and like then her pick up on it and you know you know it's like literally yeah and it's like at this point it's one of those situations where there's literally nothing we can do besides you know like if you can stay at home if you can but there's a lot of people who have to see your posts about social distancing every day all day who cannot stay at home and you know we talk a lot about like the medical field and we're very much so grateful for them but they're you know grocery stores those people are working gas stations like and things that we all need yeah everything that we need so i'm like appreciative to everybody who's out there basically like risking their health and life and you know i just for the most part like i said i just want this to be over and every day like that is like the thing i'm like i just am ready for this to end. <laughs> That's my thought. No, my my mother in law is a nurse, and I know that she <laughs> has those same feelings and thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been rough, and like you said, they're risking their lives. And I just, I guess, I'm not worried about it. I do think about you know our team at Red Square. Uh, you know, because they're looking to us like, okay, yeah. what's, you know, what's going to happen next that we really don't know. Like, yeah. we, we can't tell them anything. And that's, that's not a, you know, it doesn't feel good to be in that position. Right. Uh, but I, I have also been thinking a lot, like, what would survive? You know, let's say this went on longer. Like, you know, we people need video projects. Like, luckily, we're in a you know, we can do live streaming. We have those capabilities and we could get clients to do that. Yeah. But let's say they're dried up, you know, then what would sustain something like this? And it's really making me think about myself and yeah. how I can, you know, if I live feels like how can I remain marketable to be able to, you know, make income. Yeah, this is a definitely a time for innovation, but at the same time, like the reality is you learn that there is no industry that is really protected. Yeah, because even when you think about, like, for me, for um, especially, like, last year, I was like, ah, you know, I don't really want to do stocks anymore. I'm like, if I can save money, I can save money and get property or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not really feeling stock. Like, I want my money. Like, I don't really want to put it away. 
But even when it comes to that, if people are not working or they're losing their income, it's like they can't afford to put, you know, pay for rent. So even if you're like a landlord, like that industry is not even protected. For me, I always thought if everything else fails, I was like, people are going to stop eating out. They're going to stop um, shopping, but they always need to pay for rent. And like we're facing a time where people may not be able to afford their rent. I mean, you might be protected with a mortgage, you know, they're they giving you some room there, but like rent, you know, it's nah, at the discretion yeah. of the owner of the property, you know? So, uh, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, it's, it's been, you know, and the government has a little cushion, like if you have a government job, but like a little cushion, like they don't have cushion forever. They ain't like, you know, I've seen right. other countries saying they're going to give you know, a certain amount of money per month as long as it's last. Like, that's not the U.S. That's not Mississippi. That's not the city of Jackson. So, you know, know. yeah, it's definitely something that's affecting all of us. But like I said, at a minimum, like, those are a few things Ashley has been practicing. You can do what you want, of course. You will always do that. But (laughs) for me, I just am like, you know, like, I'm, you know, I have the toddler. So fighting with her takes up most of my day. Um, I'm listening to webinars, I'm listening to books, I'm reading books. I think I knocked out like three books in the last couple of weeks. I know. Knocking it out. Um, Aren't we good read friends? Because I hadn't seen the update from you. I know. I don't know. Somebody just ate me as a creep. But yeah, so I've been, like you said, I'm working on my dissertation, working on other things and thinking about other things I could be doing. But uh, so I'm on the productive end, but I also do enjoy being and I don't even like outside like that. And plus, my allergies are crazy. But I have been enjoying like breathing in when you're inside all day, not going anywhere. Like it feels so good to be outside and take a walk and yeah. get some fresh air, you know, even to the bill back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And stretch a little bit. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm faring better than I thought I would. So. Um, I don't know. So that's some advice, I guess, for you guys. What about, you know, usually I do like recommendations for like your favorite local businesses and restaurants and things to do. The only thing to do y'all can do is besides work is sit down somewhere. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then like, there's a lot of local restaurants that have, they have been like, innovative in changing how they provide their services where you can you know pick up meals or pick up groceries Mm -hmm. so um if you can afford to make sure you support them while you're waiting if you have the money like buy you know gift cards to your favorite businesses and yeah i don't know what else that's a good idea yeah i I don't know I i couldn't think of anything um I've just been wondering, do you know if Basil is still open? Because <laughs> I know they shut Roosters down temporarily. Yeah, so I and thought... Don't they, the same people are on it. Right, like, yeah. My assumption was that they, they were probably shut down too. And the interesting thing is, I think I went and I picked up something to go like maybe a day or two before. So, yeah, and they had, like, a lot of orders, so I thought they were going to stick around a little longer, but I think it's just probably so expensive to operate a restaurant yeah, and pay for people and buy food, and you just don't have that same level, you know. I know, I've been really wanting a panini. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, Um, but even, I think, one thing I will say is that someone is unsure about uh 
their favorite local business or someone to support, you could ask questions because, like, what we're doing, um, we recognize that this is a time where people are, you know, being really mindful of how they spend. Yeah. We're offering um, discounted rates for a lot of our services so oh, that people wow. can still communicate yeah. uh, with their audiences during this time. Yeah. So, you know, churches and uh, educational institutions like who would need to be in front of the camera but yeah. don't necessarily have the capabilities. We're offering um, those services at a discounted rate due to the pandemic. So I would just say that if, if they have a question about, or if you guys that are listening have a question about a local business that you want to support, you could, you know, you can, don't be afraid to ask right now. People, are, I'm sure, are flexible. Right. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And not just locally, like there's a lot of platforms that are offering discounted or free services right now. So it's a a very interesting time. I hope it's a time that people practice a little empathy too. like if you're going grocery shopping, please don't like buy everything up. I know because we cannot get Lysol wipes and we we use them year round. <laughs> I know, and that's you know, like I have a toddler, so interestingly, when right. all this happened, and by the time all of the um, sanitizer and soap and wipes are gone, like we already had a stock because we have a little nasty little toddler, so we already <laughs> was like, <laughs> like that was our normal thing, really. And it's interesting that like basic. Um, like just basic things like washing your hands is like a thing to tell people right now because even my daughter knows to do that (laughs) and my husband was like I'm tired of washing my hands and I was like oh well (laughs) you shouldn't be washing them any more than you normally would (laughs) I will say I am washing it and sanitizing a little bit more so much more that like my hands on the inside is like kind of starting to peel a little bit and I'm like this is new <laughs> I realized no I will say I realized I didn't wash my hands long enough like the whole 20 second thing yeah. I never did <laughs> well no I will say I washed it long enough but like let's be real like who has hot water at 20 seconds Right. So it's like it's really more of a minute type thing because you have to wait for the water to warm up. Right. And Marley is my mom taught Marley uh, this little song. So I find myself singing it to make sure I meet meet the appropriate time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I am ready for this to be over. Like I said, I, you know, before I had like spring break as an excuse to not have like a new episode. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, like we're in the middle of this stuff. But then I'm like, okay, like this is going to like, we really don't know how long this is going to be. And I know people are bored anyway. So I know it's like, we really got to do it, especially. And that's something that's interesting is content creators. Yeah. Like this would be a great time to really like, you know, build up content especially if it's things that we can do that don't involve us having to go somewhere like yeah you know you can film some videos at home just think about all the ones that you want to roll out change your shirt and film them yeah yeah um or like you you can knock out one or two episodes a day and then when things get back to normal you'll be ahead that's kind of how i'm trying to look at right right but also on the same note it's like okay I also need to do this because I don't know how long it's going to last. Right. And I can't just not do nothing forever. Right. 
Interestingly, I just downloaded TikTok and I understand why <laughs> all the kids are obsessed with it. I saw your video too, it was super cute. Listen, I've spent so much time on TikTok. I mean, it's such a fun app. I'm like, why didn't I like download this sooner? Yes, it's so much fun. <laughs> I be feeling like I'm too old to do stuff. Me like too, this, but, but we can we gonna get over it because I think I'm a like I, I like, know, like tic- have fun. Yeah, we I like TikTok over Snapchat. Like Snapchat still is not like a thing that registered for me. Oh, I only do Snapchat for the filters if I do that. It used to be a thing, but. When Instagram introduced their stories, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need Snapchat anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought Snapchat was kind of a bad idea anyway because everybody was already on the other platform. Yeah. So I was like, uh, this ain't going to last long. Yeah. And then, but like, the kids still Snapchat. Yeah, Achille was like, well, like, he was like, well, what's the difference between, like, this and I forgot what was that other app where you can only record videos for a few seconds? Vine. Yeah, Vine. And I was like, well, you can do all these different cool things with it that you can't. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the editing. Yeah. Abilities. Yep. So, yeah, but I mean, I guess I, we kind of got into another conversation. Is there any other, like, <laughs> What would you be doing? Uh, what would you recommend <laughs> the, the uh, coronavirus transplant do? You you we kind of went over that, but is there any other businesses you want to highlight? Any favorites? Uh, uh, if I could just, I guess pick one. Oh, so no, you can pick as many as you want. I'm th- I'm trying to think. This is so bad. This is why I think I'm a transplant because <laughs> I don't know things. So it's like my excuse. Um, no, but I will say um, I've kind of been out of touch because I've been very unplugged, very much just watching TikToks and YouTube. <laughs> um, but if if anyone who is listening, um, if your church is not streaming live, you are more than welcome to watch Stevie Hart Church's live stream. I'm part of CD Hearts creative team, and we're working really hard to make sure there's some inspirational, encouraging content on the weekend. So if you're not able to attend your favorite church, um, look up CD Heart Church on Instagram and Facebook, and we have a lot of video content that will be coming out in the next couple weeks. Man, I was watching. I wasn't gonna say anything, but since you brought it up, I was Uh-oh. I was watching the churches and watching when they were like going ahead and just like giving up and saying, "Okay, we're gonna stream." <laughs> I was watching how long they were taking. I was like, "Y'all taking long to go ahead and just put it on Facebook? Like, what are y'all waiting on?" And not only oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, but not only that, but the older churches who are just like like my grandparents' church, they had services outside. Like, it's a church. I think everybody there is like between the eight most of the church to me is like between the ages of like 99 and 145 <laughs> years old and they decide to have church outside luckily my grandparents sat still i think they got tired of me bitching about them leaving the house i'm like sis y'all are like among the vulnerable i'm wow, like sit down please yeah so i mean i guess yeah, so outside- i was mad at city park for having the, the last service yeah so. This pad, this pad, I don't want to date it, date the podcast, but they had service, like, right when everything was hitting the fan. And I was like, listen, I know I'm supposed to be volunteer, but I'm not, because I'm not going around the crowd. Well, like, Y'all can have it. yeah, for us, like, the last physical service our church had, Achilles 
I fussed with him just in case people are wondering why he didn't show up. I fussed with him about not going just because all of us were not feeling well. Like I said, like all three of us were suffering from allergies. I went to the doctor Friday. I think I tried to take Alex Monday. They wouldn't even let me in. They were like, girl, what's her symptoms? They, they met me at the door. Okay. They're like, what are her symptoms? Right. So I'm like, I was like, Akili, I really don't think you ought to go because technically you're vulnerable right now because you're not feeling well. We're feeling terrible. And I'm like, in addition to that, um, you know, people start seeing you sniffling and sneezing. You're going to make people nervous. I was like, you might as well sit this one out. So just in case y'all want to realize, you know, like Achilles, like in leadership at the church, like, why is he not here? Because I told him he could not go. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> My husband told me I couldn't go too. And I texted him I was like, who said I can't go? But, um, <laughs> one thing I will say is um, among the, the faith community, I don't like this division about, you know, like just because you don't want to put yourself at risk doesn't mean that you don't have faith, you know, that you will be okay. Yeah. And and so, um, like I, I hate, I really hated that. that I yeah. was on a tangent, so I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah, I explained to my mom, I'm like, okay, the example is say you're a diabetic. You can very well have faith that everything is going to be fine, but I bet you're going to be taking whatever pills you're supposed to be taking and changing your diet because it's like, also, they also say faith without work. (laughs) <laughs> is dead. Is that what they say? You know, I'm a right. heathen, so I'm not entirely sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, I it was just interesting to watch, you know. And it just also talks about like the power the church has too, and like people are not moving unless pastor move. If pastor don't say they gonna do something or they are, they aren't gonna do it. They don't, you know. They like, well, they we just, yeah, we're doing what he. Because I was fussing with my other grandmother who is a diabetic who is in her 80s. And she was like, well, I'm in better health. She was a dietitian for 30-something years. So she's like, I'm in better health than a lot of people who are there. And I'm like, yeah, but you're vulnerable because you're in your 80s and you're diabetic. And she's like, but I just took my, she was like, I took my pressure and I'm this and somebody is this because they're that. And I was like, yeah, but you still have diabetes and you're still old. Like, what are you not understanding? I'm like, hey, if you want to be him sooner, you know, just make sure your paperwork is in order, but I would love to have you as long (laughs) as I could, you know. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting to watch, but it's also one of those situations where, once again, like, like I was talking to my my aunt, because basically every time my grandparents wouldn't listen, I would text my aunt and my dad. (laughs) And she was like, you know, like, we did our part. Like, we're not about to be stressed out about telling old people like to sit down and what chill. You do, yeah. yeah. So and that's what everybody anyway. Yeah, that's what everybody it's not just older people, it's anybody who's like not listening. The unfortunate thing is that like you're risking other people's lives by doing it because like you might not be uh you know, you might be a healthy individual. You can very well get it and pass it to somebody else. So like that's the reason why you should sit down but it's been interesting to watch so but you know I was like I said I was fussing a bit and I hate to do it like I don't ever pull like the wife thing but I was like nah sis you don't like seriously we're gonna have an issue if you don't sit this one out so I pull my wife card all the time I think I've only ever done it like I feel like I've only ever we're actually happy anniversary husband <laughs> but we're going to be celebrating our anniversary um on friday we've been married oh, yeah. five years and together like a decade but i 
I promise you, it hadn't been more. That probably has been like the second or third time ever when I was like, I don't say much and I don't argue much if I don't disagree with something. I was like, but this time, because we just were not feeling well. So it wasn't just about, yeah. you know, like if he was healthier, maybe I've been like, okay, you can go by. I'm going to roll my eyes when you get home. But it was like, we were just feeling so bad. And it just took us a while to even bounce back from that. Like, so, you know. Yeah, but listen, this is this is challenging more aspects of life than I thought it would. Yeah, it is. And I read somebody's Facebook page. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but they're saying like divorces are like skyrocketing because people can't like deal with each other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing in real life because I don't know like who's collecting data in real time. We have more important things to worry about. But um, so far, we hadn't really been. Uh, I mean, Alex has annoyed me far more than anything could. So, because <laughs> she don't you listen. So, it really helped us, me and Tony, get closer because we, we're always like busy. Yeah. And imagine two Alexes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like, so we like. We by the time it's time to like get in bed, I'm already asleep. He, you know, it's just like we just been all out, and so you know we're kind of like still newlyweds, right? How long are you a newlywed? I, you know, I don't know because you know it's um for me, we really were in a really like the honeymoon stage for a long time. So I really would say mm-hmm. Alex like burst our bubble, not with each other, but like we, we had to pivot our attention towards her, really. Mm-hmm. But um, but we were like feeling really good probably up until she came and blocked us. So like, I thought <laughs> like the newlywed for like a good three years. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we, we definitely still qualify. And like everything just been Oh, you know, crazy. So this has been good for us to just, yeah. you know, like have it time. Yeah. Well, homegirl is not listening to me at all, and she's teething at the same time. So yeah, that's just been the most challenging thing is all, and she's not taking naps. So. Oh, she is like, listen, y'all ain't getting no rest. Yeah, and then she asks us about her teacher today she's like where's my teacher and like last night she was like i want to go to school like we were putting her down for her to go to sleep and she's like i want to go to school she's like i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> So are y'all like let her do lessons on the tablet or computer? Yeah, I, I I had like a curriculum outline, but then her school shout out to her school. Um, I don't want to say their name because after this episode, <laughs> they might not want to be associated with me. But <laughs> they called me Monday and they sent a packet home. So I had kind of outlined a curriculum of things I knew she was working on, but then they sent something home for us. So that's really nice, them. But it's also scary because it's like, how long am I gonna have to? <laughs> Right. at the house so I felt like that packet was like just in case we don't see y'all for a while like work on these Here things you go. <laughs> um, my aunt thought it was interesting that a daycare was sending out packets because she's only two but yeah and I, and I also looked up PE videos so I was like we gonna oh that. that'll be fun yeah we're like we, I'm like we're gonna get that ass outside I'm gonna have her doing jumping jacks and homegirl was like Polish my nails, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. You know what? The P, the PE time will help her uh, take a nap. I, we're you hoping know, like, so. We're hoping so, like, cause yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, let me know how I go. See, Nana still gonna 
going to daycare because they do the uh, in-home situation. Yeah. There was not very many of them. Yeah. But I was thinking like, oh, Lord, if we had to stop that, I don't know what I would do. I know. And, it's not, and people are making it seem like, oh, y'all don't want to be with your kids. But it's like, no, if you're not a parent, you really don't get it. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to hear opinions from people who don't have any kids <laughs> at all. Not even, like, suggested things to do because, like, <laughs> I think when you're older, you have more control, but like for as toddlers, like. Right, like our kids can't do anything for themselves. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't listen. (laughs) Like, I mean, and they, you just, you don't want to be 24 children. I'm sorry. Like, you would go crazy. Yeah, and then like, I tell people all the time, because sometimes like when Alex is like skipping and dancing, they're like, is she like that all the time? I say, Alex is like this when she wakes up until she goes to sleep. She's at a 10 that whole time. And, like, she hadn't been, like, she hadn't taken a nap today at all. So, like, we're just hoping that she sleeps all night. But I can hear her uh, faint screaming in the background calling the killies. I'm not sure (laughs) who I'm going to be in for. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess these people are like, uh, oh, there's listeners. This is not just your own personal conversation. <laughs> I know, I know, right? We saw y'all. <laughs> We're friends, sorry. <laughs> um, so where can people keep abreast of the many things that you are doing? Uh, well, the easiest way would be to follow me on Instagram. It's where I'm most active. Um, and I think I... Mostly let my personality come out on Instagram, and it is Jessica Simeon Lawson. Uh, so the spelling will be in the episode title. Yes, in the show notes. Long, but you can find everything there, and um, there's a actually a link in my bio that has hyperlinks to everything from Red Square to. You know, YouTube videos, all of that. So if you just go to Instagram, you can get everywhere else from there. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks so much for talking to me, guys. Like, you, this is, it's 1030 at night. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was. All my harassing in the comments worked. <laughs> oh, you were doing it for a reason? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, we still have to work on our definition now. So we're going to get it straight for uh, some people. At a newcomer's <laughs> event, I think Molly had it at three or five years she's like after three or five years like you gotta let it go i was like oh no i was like i can't i I can't do that so that's why i say 10 i think my first i'm trying to figure out if i even had like i don't think i was even registered to vote out here i didn't have a mississippi license or anything after five years i think i did it once i like knew for sure like i had a full-time job here and stuff like i was required to have it you know so. Yeah, because five years, that's just like one more year of an undergrad degree. Yeah. So it's not Yeah, yeah. Well, I will talk to you haters. I don't know when, <laughs> but hopefully it'll be soon. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.